What is comparison? According to the dictionary, comparison is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or people. That sounds fairly innocuous, doesn't it? Where we start running into trouble is when this practice of the above and the meaning we attach to it becomes a habit that adversely affects our life. On the lesser end of the scale, it might be a bit like biting your nails. It's not ruining anything, but it doesn't do you any favours. So, this might translate to an occasional worry about your career and the odd bitchy leak when you hear about Becky from the office flying first class. On the higher, more acute end of the scale, a complex can embed itself. This manifests where, from our comparison judgments, we develop beliefs about ourselves and others that lead to mindsets and behaviours that then govern our lives. In life, it feels like being caught in a fog, unable to get out, with your view overwhelmingly affected. Whether you get the odd pang of jealousy every so often and it makes you feel slightly awkward, or you can identify that your comparison complex is hindering you in your life acutely and regularly, this book will help you. Where has it come from? The comparison epidemic we are in now is not a millennial problem, but rather a problem spanning millennia. So dangerous was the thought perceived to be of wanting what others have, that the subject of comparison made it into the Bible with its inclusion in the Ten Commandments under Thou shalt not covet. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. Exodus 20.17 It's fair to say that not all the examples have translated with time. I'm okay for a donkey, to be honest. And yet, from this we can judge that our habit of looking over the fences of our neighbours has been occurring since year dot. Scottish philosopher David Hume was one of the earliest to tackle the topic of comparison and its effects in A Treatise of Human Nature, 1738-40, his study of malice and envy. He wrote, A man who compares himself to his inferior receives a pleasure from the comparison. And when the inferiority decreases by the elevation of the inferior, what should have been a decrease of pleasure becomes a real pain by a new comparison with its preceding condition. Ultimately, Hume argued that what grinds our gears is comparing ourselves to the achievements of the people whom we label as our equals. Comparison is most, to use his words, painful when those we judge to be on the same level as us, perhaps due to social circles, age or background, are seen by us to be pulling away. Comparison and social status anxiety have been proved to be endemic in more recent centuries too. After all, keeping up with the Joneses made its way into our collective parlance in the mid-1800s and subsequently evolved into a comic strip that was popular well into the 1950s. Through this idea of keeping up that has passed the test of time, we assess if we are getting along in life by maintaining a status owning the same stuff and doing the same things as those hypothetical Joneses. Comparison has therefore been rife throughout the centuries. But why? Why do we do it to ourselves? We owe the official proposal of social comparison theory to the psychologist Leon Festinger, who, in 1954, suggested that, as people, we have an inherent natural drive to evaluate ourselves, often by looking at contrasts between ourselves and other people. As part of this evaluation, we examine ourselves and make various judgments and, from there, 
we interpret and evaluate ourselves in relation to others. Festinger believed that we use our comparison tendency as a means to establish a rank or benchmark that we can use to make more accurate conclusions about ourselves. For example, imagine I work in a sales-focused job. I might compare myself to a colleague who has a strong sales record and seems to be achieving their targets every month without fail. If I find my own abilities do not match up, this might motivate me to invest more and improve my own performance in that workplace, or not. Ultimately, the theory looks to the extent we come to know ourselves by evaluating our own results, abilities, views, and beliefs in comparison with others. According to Festinger, there are different types. Upward social comparison is when we compare ourselves with those who we perceive to be excelling and advancing more than we are. It's often rooted in our own want to improve our own current abilities or life situation. Because of this, we might look at someone we believe to be doing better than we are and seek strategies to up our own game and accomplish results like they have. Downward social comparison is when we compare ourselves to others who are perhaps not doing as well as we are. These comparisons give us a bit of a boost and serve to make ourselves feel better about our own situation, potential, or what might be going on in our own lives. So, things may not be perfect for us, but at least it's not as bad as another person's situation or performance.